Welcome to BTOP Live, the podcast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Baseball Training for Older People Live, the podcast. In this episode, I recorded back in the summer. Uh, it's an interview with Stan Tate, who I didn't really know a lot about at that time. And since then, I've become well acquainted with him. And he's quite the an amazing person, which I think you'll get that from this episode. So in this episode, we I am interviewing him, talking about the Negro League Baseball Museum Summer Classic, which is a tournament uh, that was held this past summer. And it was the inaugural event. So I believe it's going to be an annual thing now. And he spearheaded this event. He he was the director of it or the, the lead facilitator. And um, this is an interview definitely worth listening to. And it's also one worth watching because you'll hear me talk about the background because the, he was actually uh, recording uh, his part of this on a, the baseball field after a night game. So it's a really beautiful visual to have of him talking with the light shining on the field and just to see the animation and glow in his uh, in his uh, personality uh, is definitely worth the watch on YouTube as well. So please make sure you head on over to our social media accounts, uh, Facebook and Instagram, which you use the handle at baseballers, the number four and the word life. So baseballers for life. And then, and then head on over to uh, YouTube and sus- subscribe to our channel, uh, which if you just search out baseball training for older people, you should find that fairly easily. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get to the show. Appreciate you guys being here for BTOP Live. Uh, we have another great episode. I uh, have uh, Stan Tate that's going to uh, join us here in just a minute and is going to talk about the NLBM Summer Classic. Uh, and we're going to talk about what the NLBM is uh, in general and what that is. And so uh, he said he could definitely speak to that as well. So can't wait to have him on and talk about that. Let's bring Stan on. So anyways, I, I don't know a lot about Stan Tate. All I know is that he's involved and this Negro Baseball League Museum Summer Classic. And so we're going to talk about the Negro Baseball League Museum and also the Summer Classic. And so I think he is standing by. He just got done playing. So let's see if he uh, is there waiting for us. Oh, my gosh, dude. You're How are you, best... man? <laughs> That's the best uh, background I've ever seen, man. Well, hey, I uh, <laughs> appreciate you having me on the show tonight, Josh. Uh, just finished playing two games, and believe it or not, uh, two weeks ago I got a MRI done, torn labrum, torn rotator cuff. Yeah. There's nothing like a good doctor that we have. One of our doctors is actually Dr. Akash Shah for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum Summer Classic. He's like, you could play a little bit, you can hit, but I don't want you fielding. But today, what did I do? I went out and played two games at second base. So, <laughs> are, are you feeling okay? Are you feeling okay? You know what? You know, all things considered, I feel great. I mean, I played uh, 14 innings, and, you know, I'm excited about not being in in too much pain right now. There's actually zero pain, so I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, let me tell you, man, um, you look pretty badass right now. (laughs) <laughs> to me, well, so. I, I feel more like a half-ass because I had a crappy day at the plate, but a yeah. decent day in the field. So right. uh, we dropped a couple of games today. Uh, I play on yeah. a 
my 12:30 team, the Pirates, we lost 15-11. My mm -hmm. other team, the Expos, which we just finished up, we dropped a, a close one, seven to four. But you know, I, I don't care if we win or lose. I'm just out there with my buddies, and we're playing ball, and yeah. you know, live to play next week. And I'll be sore on yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then ice up and uh, stretch out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and start it all again on Sunday. Right. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, we, uh, um, our league went to doing double headers this year, so we did one today. I'm, I'm zapped, man. What, what's the, what's the uh, weather like out there where you're at? Where are you, by the way? Tell everybody where you are. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, right now, and uh, it's today. It was probably about 95, and we're probably looking around 80% humidity. Uh, so, but you know, it's it's you know, there was a nice breeze. Uh, a breeze yeah. off the freeway. All the cars driving by gave us a breeze. I, I'd love to say it was a breeze off the lakefront, mm -hmm. but, yeah. you know, that obviously isn't there. But, you know, tonight it's it was a nice game. It was uh, yeah. probably dropped into the mid-80s. It's good. It's good. So when you say 95, though, uh, is that including the heat index or before the heat well, index? Well, the heat index would probably put it around 99, 100 maybe. Yeah, that's where we were too. But you're, you're not too far from us. So, so, you know, we're in Oklahoma City. So, uh, yeah, just know, we, uh, a short seven-hour drive down 35. Yeah, that's right. Right. And uh, we play I – mean, th this morning was wonderful. We had you know, a lot of cloud coverage, nice breeze coming in. We also – sounds like that you guys are near maybe an interstate or something. We we are uh, – we our field sits right off the interstate too, so we had a nice breeze. But, man, about the middle of the second game, oh, man, we had people overheating and, like, it was bad. You know? Yeah. So – We didn't have but, that. I just had uh, – I had – in my first game, the Pirates, we had two guys go down with a couple of uh, leg injuries. And then the second mm -hmm. game, we only had nine guys. So we were all out there and, um, you know, we did it and we felt good. And it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just fun. I mean, I, I, again, I'm not here to win or lose. I'm here to you just compete and have a good time with some pals and make some new friends yeah. with the other team. Yeah, doing something you love. Well, man, I really appreciate you uh, taking time out to do this. I appreciate you uh, doing this uh, in uniform on the field. I mean, I know I'm no, going to be. Hey, a... man, I appreciate you. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm big league now. I'm on B top live. I'm, you know, this is this well, is awesome. I appreciate you doing this and everything you do for all the old guys like myself. You know, still yeah. trying to play ball in their fifties. Yeah, well, thank you, man. I appreciate you saying that. It's funny that you said that because. You know, I, in my other job, uh, when I say my other job, because this is like a full-time job sometimes it feels like, but um, I uh, do mental health work and I help out on a, on a podcast uh, for these, uh, these young ladies that uh, do a podcast on just kind of, you know, I don't even really know what it's about, to be honest with you. When I'm on there, it's about mental health. But um, I was listening to it in my pickup the other day and one of my kids, uh, they, they, they were talking, the, the two girls were talking about me on the podcast and they heard it. And one of my, my 11 year old goes, dang, dad, you're, you're famous. That means people are going to recognize you at Walmart. And I was like, so <laughs> that, that's his understanding of what it means to be famous. I was like, hey, son, I don't, I don't think I'm even close to that. Walmart famous for the right reasons and not the, <laughs> yeah. the other reasons of Walmart. <laughs> right, right. Well, like I said, man, I, um, I, I know it's probably uh, – uh, it, it makes for a better, better experience for people to see you in uniform and out there on the field. I know, I know you got to stand up through all this. And so we'll, uh, I'll try not to make this go too long, but I do want to talk to you about some things that are um, just interesting about, uh, uh, you know, where you're playing and what kind of what you're doing. And um, so the first thing – the first thing I like to do, though, is just get your story a little bit. Uh, so 
just kind of tell us a little bit. I so said, we know you're in Kansas city, but tell us a little bit about your baseball journey and kind of, uh, kind of the cliff notes on how you got to where you are today. Okay. Well, you know, lifelong baseball fan, uh, still a, a baseball nerd geek. And that's all I do is talk baseball with friends. And anytime anybody wants to chat it up, I'm ready to talk about it. But I started loving baseball. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and started loving mm -hmm. baseball when I went to my first Indians game. I think it was probably 1974, 75. Yeah, I'm 54 years old. And um, I remember being at the game, and a lot of people who are all my guys who are in Cleveland are watching. There's John Adams, the drummer, and he drums that drum. And I remember sitting in old municipal stadium and I heard that drum and I just thought it was the coolest thing. And the energy that we had at that stadium wasn't the greatest, but John Adams brought a lot to it and made, uh, made it feel like there was something special when he sat out there in the bleachers. Then I went on and played little league and other leagues all throughout my life, but I, I kind of dropped it. Um, I worked, in uh, sports most of my career went to Ohio University and I uh, got a master's de degree in sports administration and then from there I went to Richmond Virginia worked with uh, Richmond Coliseum and uh, arena and then moved to Canton Ohio and I worked as the sports marketing director for that city and then I got mm -hmm. hooked up with the NCAA we held some NCAA championships there and I was assistant assistant director of championships and traveled all around the country luckily enough I got division three baseball as one of my championships and loved it, made a lot of great friends with that. And they always encouraged me like, hey, you should play in some of these older guys leagues. You know, you're in your thirties at the time, you know, why don't you mm -hmm. consider like, um, you know, there's no way I can play, I'm too out of shape or whatever. Then finally, I think it was probably in my forties, mid forties, I decided, you know what? I want to go to Indians fantasy camp. And I went in 2000, I think 17 or 18 was my first time and uh, fell in love with it, made a ton of great friends there. And some of those guys are actually watching tonight and women as well. Awesome. And, um, and then I decided, you know what, I'm going to go again. And I had another, you know, great time and I had another great time and a great experience all around. And they put on a first class um, event. And that's how I just kind of said, you know what, I want to do this more than just, you know, once a week in Arizona in January. I want to do it, you know, all summer long. So I joined the league probably, right. again, five years ago. And we play on Sunday nights and uh, created my own team, the Expos, just last year. And then a bunch cool. of other guys said that they wanted to play. And then we created uh, the Pirates this year. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of uh, your scout, GM, uh, bat boy, yeah. everything else, and event organizer. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I mean, that's really cool. I mean, when you get the itch, it's kind of – it kind of gets you, doesn't it? Because that's – because I, I just thought I would – I'd get back into playing because I, first of all, I didn't know the league existed, but um, you know, uh, and you know, I thought I'd just kind of do this uh, every summer and just yeah. kind of be, be done with it, you know, but then they thing I know I'm in, I'm playing in Arizona and then I got, I'm going to uh, John Rubenow's uh, pro oh, clinic wow. in Florida, you know, and, and I'm like, and then I start doing this and like, I just can't get away from it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, I love it. Absolutely love it. So. so that's kind of, um, you know, what I do too. It's like, you know, I, I love organizing events. I mean, I was assistant director of championships again for the NCAA when I was in Canton, Ohio. I was the sports marketing director and brought in events. Mm -hmm. And even when I was in Richmond, Virginia, I was the event services manager for the building. So putting together an event is kind of like something that is really natural to me, something I really love and enjoy doing. It's just the whole process of planning and organizing 
which kind of leads me up to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum Summer Classic. I've probably been working on since May, April, May of 2020 is when I said, you know what? I've been on some other tournaments and, you know, they're they're okay. But I know Mm -hmm. that what I am is a perfectionist when it comes to an event. And I just don't want people to come in and just play baseball alone. I want them to see a a new city, a new community. I want their families to come here and experience what it is that we have to offer with the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and all the different attractions we have here in Kansas City. So I think, you know, anybody out there who isn't on our page, I uh, really would love to have you just follow us on, just do a search for NLBM Summer Classic. You'll learn a little bit about our event and a lot about Kansas City. And, you know, this coming year, we've got six teams in the inaugural event. I've got two teams from Cleveland. Uh, One is the Cleveland Buckeyes, Mm -hmm. the Cleveland Indians, the guys I met in uh, fantasy camp. Mm -hmm. Got John Linden, who's with the Des Moines Grays and, you know, they're going to bring a great team down here. They travel mm-hmm. really well. They've got a great traveling team. I've got a, a guy from St. Louis, Mike Stewart, who's uh, – I think he's watching tonight too. He's going to bring a Cardinals team. And then we've got two great teams here. We've got a Royals team that uh, is run by Paul Clean, and uh, he's a buddy of mine who works in healthcare. Then i got another friend, Jerry Weaver, who's putting together the Kansas City Monarchs team. So all, our whole event is about, you know, again, it's that fantasy camp experience where you're going to get that right. first-class affair – you're going to get, you know, quality fields. You're going to get a diverse, you know, type of field, everything from synthetic mm-hmm. surface. We've got Satchel Page Memorial Stadium where we're going to open up our games. Awesome, That'll be dude. a throwback awesome. stadium. It's, I mean, it has yeah. a 300-foot right porch with a 50-foot wall, but then you go down left field and it's 400 feet. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. So, hey, tell me, uh, tell me that URL again uh, for the NLBM Summer Classic. I'm sorry to say that again. Tell me that the website is again. What did you tell people? So to the website it? is nlbmclassic.com. And then if you okay. look for us on Facebook, just do a search for NLBM Summer Classic. And okay. would love to have people follow it. You know, we've got all sorts of things about a lot of history. And that's, that's the reason I love mm-hmm. this is because we're honoring all those men and women who played in the Negro right. Leagues and were pioneers in their own right. They were pioneers yeah. in building up black businesses around the country. They were pioneers for women who played with other men. Yeah. Tony Stone being one of those. Uh, Peanut Johnson, uh, another woman who played in the league. Uh, we had women owners in the Negro Leagues. Uh, really? That's really Manly. Cool. Uh, and then uh, the, I can't remember the woman's name off the top of my head, but she was a, a key contributor to many, many things that took place. And is the only woman, Effa Manley, is the only woman in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. So, I mean, we've got some great pioneers and some, some really, really just genius people who never got the, the due that they should have, you know, been given who were part of the Negro Leagues. And that's what the Negro Leagues is. It's, it's not just Negro Leagues history. It's not black history. It's American history because, you know, a lot of the things that you see in baseball, you know, came from mm-hmm. the Negro League. The first night game was not at Crosley Field in Cincinnati, but it was in the Negro Leagues. That's awesome. And that Jeez. preceded the Crosley Field, I think, by two years. Right. So as, as we continue this discussion, and like I said, I don't want, uh, after you just got to playing a game, I don't want to keep you too long, but um, I'll keep you as long as you let me. But, hey, man, um, I'm good <laughs> Tell me, uh, can you just tell us about the museum itself? Yeah, the and museum's then, actually great. I mean, I, that's one of the things that when you come to this tournament, you're going to get, again, not only, you know, six baseball games, seven if you're in the championship game, but you're going to, you know, get an opportunity to tour the museum. We're going to have a hospitality event there on Friday night. 
And even if you're mm -hmm. not coming, you know, Josh, we'd love to have you come here, do your show, do some taping. Yeah. Um, you, we're going to give you the VIP treatment if you're able to make it August yeah. 12th through 15th. But the museum is a great showcase that gives you a lot of educational and entertaining information about mm -hmm. Negro League Baseball. Some of those players like Oscar Charleston, um, Jackie Robinson, of course, Satchel Paige, of course, Josh Gibson. But there's so many other guys oh, yeah. in this league that even preceded. I, there's a guy, his name's Rube Foster. He's kind of the father of Negro League Baseball. He was the, the owner and a play. He was a great pitcher for mm -hmm. the Chicago American Giants, and he was the owner of the Chicago American Giants. And he's the one who basically had a meeting right here in Kansas City at the Paseo YMCA down on 18th and Vine. And that building's still standing. Mm -hmm. Great, great history behind that whole building right around the corner from the museum. He's one of the, the driving factors and influences that really brought the Negro National League together. And he's the one who really organized it because there were a lot of different leagues that took place in Negro League baseball throughout history. But he's the yeah. one who's kind of the, the father of basically bringing everyone together and creating an organization that became a tremendous, tremendous business in this country. It's really cool, man. Yeah. And I, I hope to, uh, I actually was uh, trying to figure out how to get down there. I was on a, I think there was a couple. I, I, well, I can't remember if it was you or Bruce. Do you know Bruce Tome? I, I don't know how to say it. Bruce Tomey? Yes, Tomey, I know. Yeah. The, the Tominator. Yeah. So I, I can't remember if I was in uh, talking to you or him, but, uh, you know, I was, I think I was in contact with both of you guys actually. And I was trying to figure out a way to come down there just to play, you know, but then it turns out that we're right in the middle of uh, our uh, postseason tournament. Ah. Um, so as, as we, of course, we don't know exactly when that's going to be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be, uh, that'll be the, the final weekend of it. But, but, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have to just figure out figure out a way if not this year maybe next year to to get down there and we can um we can do some more stuff on um, and get some more broadcasting going on about yeah, it i'd kinda, love to do it it's, it's going to be a great tournament yeah. everybody who, who's around the country again we've got six teams this year we want to grow this thing we want to expose yeah. people to the negro leagues museum create some awareness right. about what it is that the museum is and then obviously play some great baseball. We're going to play at the Kansas City Royals Urban Youth Academy, which is mm -hmm. a state-of-the-art facility with natural uh, or artificial surface. We're going to play, again, at Satchel Page Memorial Stadium. We're going to play right. at Mid-America Sports Complex. We've got all sorts of hospitality events lined up. We've mm -hmm. got great sponsors. Rawlings, our official ball. Uh, Clutch Sports Apparel. You can find the t-shirts on our yeah. Facebook page. Uh, Jager Sports is getting involved. Uh, yeah. We've got Pepsi on board. And, uh, you know, we've got... Healthcare facilities are getting involved. We're going to have an athletic trainer for every single event. We're going to have a masseuse right. for all these things. I mean, you name it, we're going to do it. This is what I'm talking about. When I've gone to other events and it's just strictly bare bones and you're playing baseball only, we're going to make sure that right. you've got a first-class experience that you always get when you get a fantasy camp trip. That's what you yeah. get, and that's what you're going to get here at the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum Summer Classic. Right. That's uh, that's really cool. So so do you guys draw a pretty good crowd there? or What, what, well, what year is this? This is the inaugural year, so okay, that's year what I'm really okay. excited about is we've yeah. had so much interest. We had a couple of teams actually in Dallas. I had to turn them down, and I turned them down because I really wanted John Linden and the Des Moines Grays. Um, there yeah. were two teams that I said, you know what, look us up next year if you guys want to come up. That's great. Um, but I had my buddy John Linden because I really want to showcase, uh, again, teams that are going to dress as the Negro League teams, and the Des Moines Grays, are, and they're a good team. You know, no doubt yeah. about it. They're, they're a very good team. 
but there are some class guys and John's been in contact with me and yeah. uh, that's what we want to do. We want to get this yeah. thing. So we have not just guys in their forties, fifties playing, but our plan mm-hmm. is to grow this. So we have guys in the eighteens to 25, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, et cetera, because we really right. want to showcase Kansas city and the Negro leagues baseball museum. That's cool. And of course, John is watching right now. And I think he was the one I was in contact too, because he uh, has been, has graciously, uh, uh, offered to uh, let me come play with the Grays if I can make it down there, which I would love to do. Um, John is going to be a father of the yeah. bride. John is the father of the bride. Yeah. His daughter is getting married, I think, All two right. weeks after that. So he's been hustling around doing. He's like doing a lot yeah. of bachelor party planning right. and wedding planning. So I appreciate John everything yeah. he does. So for for people that might want to be involved in this let's say like in the uh you know the next the next year because you guys are full this year right um mm-hmm. what uh do you have a certain age is it is there an age range or does it matter well right now uh-huh. it's it's primarily people mainly in their 40s 50s 60s uh uh-huh. just because that's how old i am and that's right. that's the, the those are all of my friends who play baseball but again, what we want to do is, again, we're going to do this and make sure we do it correctly. We're not going to do right. it. It's like, oh, well, they made a mistake here. They didn't do this right. When I do something, I'm always going to make sure it is done correctly. All I's dotted, all T's crossed, and everything right. is done in a first-class manner. And then we're going to take, we're taking baby steps. So in year two, we want to open it up to another age division. Again, maybe the 18 mm-hmm. to 25s, uh, 25 to 34. And then we'll, you know, continue to grow because – we want mm-hmm. to make sure that people understand that, you know, this is about baseball, but we want to have a level playing field too. I don't want to have a team mm-hmm. of, you know, 25 year old guys playing against a, a group of guys who are in their thirties sure. and forties. Yeah. I've been in that experience and it's no fun yeah, to lose 25. Right. right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we, before we sign off here, um, you've already mentioned that uh, there's a Facebook page and I, and I went ahead and typed in a link to the website and then told people to go check, to search for the Facebook page. What's, once I get off today, I'll go back or if some or John or somebody who's watching this, if you guys want to post a link to the Facebook page, go ahead and do that. Uh, so one way I'm sure one way to support you guys is to just follow you on your social media accounts and everything like that. But um, in, in a course in, in future tournaments, you know, it, it'll be supportive for people to know you're out there. And it sounds like you're likely going to be expanding possibly. I mean, you're going to want to continue to grow this, I'm sure. Um, and so that's a way to support in the future. But like right now, what are some other ways that people can support what you're doing? Well, one of the easy ways is go to, again, our Facebook page, and you're going to see a link on there for Clutch Sports Apparel. They're the official apparel provider for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum Summer Classic. And then mm-hmm. Josh Zolikor, who actually plays on my Expos team, and he pitched, uh, he pitched the last frame tonight. And he was like, I don't know if I have it in me. And he actually texted me when we started this. He's like, I think I'm ready to pitch some more. Uh, he's the owner of Club Sports Apparel, and what he's doing is he's giving us a portion of the proceeds will come back to the event and help us create, again, another revenue source so we can, you know, put that revenue source back into the museum and help out that way. But, again, just mm-hmm. click on our Facebook page, and then you'll see some of the apparel. Just scroll down through it, and then uh, go to clutchsportsapparel.com also. He's got some great baseball gear there. He also makes some tremendous batting gloves. And uh, he's actually doing another cool thing for all the teams. He's making custom batting gloves that teams can purchase in their team colors. Mm -hmm. I know one of the teams has already purchased those. So, again, just little things like that. Uh, Again, we'd love to have people just click that link, 
share it with other people is another great way that you can support yes. and then like it yeah. and uh, just follow us because we're going to yeah. do a couple of live streams, obviously, during the event. But we want to make sure people understand that, you know, it's all about fun. It's all about creating some new friendships, new relationships, and, of course, playing baseball mm -hmm. in a new city. Right, right. Well, man, thank you so much for doing this tonight. And I'm, I'm, I didn't even know all of this that you're saying, so I'm even more excited about it. And I've, I've got to figure out a way to get, get out there. Kansas City's definitely got it going on right now. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's one of the great um, men's adult baseball league cities. We've got teams again that started 18, and we actually have a 72 plus team here in Kansas City. Um, so. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of great baseball here. We've got a lot of guys who just never want to give it up. And we got a lot of kids who are coming up and saying, you know what? I'm not done playing college ball. I'm not done playing high school ball. I yes. still want to play. And then we've got, yeah. so we're at the field I'm at right now is a beautiful field. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just a lot of yeah. fun just to be out here every Sunday night and have a good time right. with the guys. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard me, heard some of the rants that I'll go on, but one of my, one of the biggest pet peeves I have, which is uh, uh, largely what, what inspired me to do what I'm doing now with the, with the, the amateur baseball, is that all these other sports that we get to play into our adult life, you know, basketball, you know, softball, tennis, any, most sports, uh, except baseball. Why don't we get to – why are we telling kids basically that – if you're if you don't go on after high school to play college or professional ball, you're just gonna have to hang it up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just well, ridiculous. So you're absolutely right because every time I talk about a, a new guy, hey, come out and watch us play. They're like, "Are you playing softball?" I'm like, "No, baseball." Exactly. Like, yeah. You can like people still play baseball. I'm like, "Yeah, man. I mean, come on out. Yeah. It's a it's a great time. I mean, nobody's throwing in." Yeah. Or 50s nobody's throwing 90 like john linden does i mean he's one of the few guys who can throw the the gas still and he yeah. can still hit those but you know guys out here throwing 55 to 60 maybe 70 you know on the high yeah. end but it's, it's just it's it's being back out on the ball field, right being in the dirt yeah. you know in the hot sun under the lights yeah. just having a good time playing ball yeah i mean it's hard i think it's hard to teach kids to love the sport if they think they're gonna have to hang it up when they done with high school you know i mean my son my son started really loving the sport when i got back into it yeah you know and uh and we we go into these little batting cage facilities you know and i'll toss him around a soft toss or something and then i'll turn around and he tosses me around and yeah. and i feel like we get some strange looks because they don't they're not used to seeing grown-ups in there you know, take a bat yeah. practice. So I get that. But, uh, there's yeah. a, we have a D-bat facility here. Kurt Lowry's a, a great partner for us also with D-bat. And our old guys from the Expos and Pirates will go in there and hit, and there's nothing but little kids around there or youth baseball players. And they'll look at us yeah. like, where are all the graybeards coming in here? But, you know, the graybeards yeah. still hit. And yeah. the one thing that I, I always talk about is that's when I run into dads who are like, are you guys playing softball? Like, no, baseball. They're like, really it's like so there's yeah. men's baseball so we end up recruiting a lot of guys when they they're out there with their right. son or daughter just doing some bp with mm -hmm. them and they go to dbat here and then they see us and they're like how can i join exactly exactly well man, i'm gonna let you go i'm gonna let you get some rest uh let's stay in let's stay in touch okay hey josh thanks for everything appreciate what you do with btop yeah. appreciate everything you. that you guys do to help uh again the old guys uh with training and just tips and you have a great show and I hope everybody uh, who 
as a friend of mine who tuned in tonight, I hope you guys follow Josh and, uh, you know, stay tuned with BTOP because you guys have a lot of good content every week that's really, really interesting and very, very helpful. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll, I'll, I'll be in touch with you, okay? All right. Have a good night, All sir. Right. You too. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. Uh, man, what, what, a, what a great dude. Uh, so that was uh, Stan Tate uh, with uh, the uh, Negro Baseball League Museum Summer Classic. Uh, as you guys can see, uh, you know, you can – it's just like all these guests that we have on, you know. You can hear the love for the game coming off them. And, guys, I, like I said, I, I'm being completely honest. Uh, I learned a lot. I learned probably what you learned tonight about this league. In fact, some of you probably uh, knew more about the Summer Classic than I did, but also, too, about the mission, too. You know, um, I, I love what the MSBL is doing. I love, uh, uh, you know, the things that NABA is doing or the Roy Hobbs League and all these other things going around. Anything that's going to advance men's baseball. But I particularly loved what I heard tonight in this larger mission of, uh, I mean, you could hear it. I hope you picked up on that, that it seems like there's a much larger initiative here of like, this isn't just about uh, baseball, which is, which is good in and of itself. That's enough. Right. But uh, this is also about uh, showing a side of baseball that uh, when it comes to the Negro leagues that we often don't know the history of uh, because it just never has been out there. So the, the, the fact that Stan is, is taking it upon himself to really make this a mission to, and doing this, you know, close to my backyard, you know, it's definitely in the backyard of Oklahoma, uh, Kansas city, you know, right in the heart of America um, and uh, advancing baseball. And uh, in, in that way, I mean, we really, I, I really hope you guys will consider, will consider supporting him. Please go check out the Facebook page that he mentioned, like that page, uh, go uh, peruse uh, the, uh, the, the summer classic website that he talked about. And then when you start seeing that content come through, share it, you know, get, Get your friends and family to uh, to go support this cause just by liking the the page. You know, if you're ever in Kansas City, I guess go check out the museum. I, I really want to do that. Uh, get up there and go check that out. So, anyways, I've rambled on and on. Uh, um, I'm just uh, really kind of pepped up now after talking to him. He's got an energy about him that uh, just kind of gets you excited. So, um, everybody who's t who tuned in tonight, anybody that's watching the rebroadcast of this. You know, I really appreciate you guys taking the time out to support what we're doing uh, with BTOP and the BTOP live show. So anyways, I appreciate you guys uh, joining in. I'm going to call it a night because it's almost 10 o'clock and I need to get my kids to bed. So you guys take care and I'll see you guys next week.